Hi everyone, and welcome to Truth Over News. Despite Anthony Fauci's best efforts, 66% of Americans now believe that COVID started in a Chinese lab. Among Republicans, that number stands at a whopping 86%, but even a solid majority of 54% of Democrats agree. As they say, you can't fool all the people all of the time. The problem, of course, is the person who did the fooling, Anthony Fauci. He knew since at least late January 2020 that the virus most likely came out of a Wuhan lab. But instead of sharing that crucial information with others, he orchestrated the most deadly cover-up in history. But what would have happened if Fauci had not lied? Things would have turned out very differently for us all. And that is something Fauci will have to answer for. I've always kept an open mind. As the data evolved, and evolutionary virologists began to look at the data, it looked much more likely that, was a la that it was a natural occurrence. That was Anthony Fauci on Fox News just a few days ago. It's what's commonly referred to as a Freudian slip. Fauci knows exactly where the pandemic started, and he spent the last three years desperately trying to cover it up. It is often assumed, even among those of us who've known all along that COVID started in a Wuhan lab, that the real crime was making COVID and letting it escape, whereas the cover-up was merely an after-the-fact act to help Fauci wash his hands. In other words, whether or not Fauci covered up the origin of the virus, it would not have changed the course of the pandemic. But that is not true, and we're going to explain why. The cover-up had as many bad consequences as the virus itself. Perhaps it was even worse than the virus. To fully understand how different things might have been had Fauci not covered up the lab leak, we need to go back to January 31st, 2020. That day, Science Magazine came out with a new story that blamed COVID on a zoonotic or natural origin event. While pushing its false natural origin narrative, the Science Magazine article did, however, make a reference to some dangerous experiments which Fauci had funded at the Wuhan lab. The intention of Science Magazine was to claim that these experiments had nothing to do with the pandemic, but alert readers might have come to a different conclusion. At a minimum, there was now a publicly known connection between the Wuhan lab and Anthony Fauci. This was very bad for Fauci, and he knew it right away. We know this because of Freedom of Information emails that reveal that immediately after Fauci received a copy of the Science Magazine article, he set off on a mad scramble that involved a group of scientists he was funding, and it also involved various top-level NIH staff and British Pharmaceutical Trust Director Jeremy Farah, who is now the chief scientist of the World Health Organization. At around 10 p.m. that night, January 31st, 2020, one of Fauci's hand-picked scientists, Christian Anderson, emailed Fauci to concede that the COVID-19 virus did in fact look engineered. The next day, Fauci and the hand-picked scientists, as well as Farah and NIH head Francis Collins, got together for a secret teleconference. 
Emails which were recently released by the House Oversight Committee show that at his secret teleconference, Fauci tasked his group of hand-picked scientists to write a paper to disprove any type of lab leak theory. Fauci later used that paper, the fraudulent proximal origin paper, to back up his false claim that the virus had a natural origin. Fauci never disclosed that he had himself commissioned the paper, and he even claimed not to know the authors when he discussed the paper at an April 17, 2020 White House press conference. Fauci later rewarded the authors of that paper with big NIH grants. So, based on documentary evidence, we can now prove beyond any doubt that on February 1st, 2020, Fauci instigated a giant cover-up to make it look like the virus came out of nature when he in fact knew that it almost certainly came out of a lab. But how did that change the course of the pandemic? By February 1st, the virus was burning its way through populations around the world. How could Fauci's cover-up have changed its trajectory? Those are good questions. The truth is that the virus could not be stopped. But instead of acknowledging that fact, Fauci's cover-up created a false trail of information which led many people to falsely assume that it could be stopped. That's how we got three years worth of senseless mitigation measures which have caused untold damage across the globe. Let's have a closer look at the false information trail which Fauci's cover-up created. At the heart of the false trail lies the fact that Fauci knew on February 1st that the new virus had a highly unusual feature called a furin cleavage site. We've discussed this many times on this show. Crucially, Fauci's hand-picked scientists were not able to explain the presence of the site in the COVID-19 virus. In fact, the site was so anomalous that it had never been observed in any beta coronavirus, which is the class of viruses to which COVID-19 belongs. One of Fauci's hand-picked scientists privately told Fauci, I just can't figure out how this gets accomplished in nature. Of course, in a lab, it would be easy. Now, this is all highly significant because it was well known at the time that a furin cleavage site would make the virus extremely virulent. In fact, that is the reason why the lab inserted it in the first place. They wanted to test how to make SARS viruses more spreadable. That's why the lab had a blueprint from 2018 to insert a furin cleavage site into their coronaviruses. In 2015, a similar experiment was conducted for the same reasons in Holland, which has not received much attention so far. The whole point of inserting this furin cleavage site is to allow viruses to enter human cells. So the furin cleavage site wasn't just unusual because it had never been observed in natural SARS viruses. No, it was also extremely suspicious because it is exactly what a lab would use to create a more virulent virus. Again, all of this was known to Fauci at the time. It's also very important to recall that the original SARS virus from 2002 and 2003 did not have a furin cleavage site and that it had not been pre-adapted for humans. 
It was a virus that came out of nature and managed to infect only a few humans precisely because it did not have these special features. In fact, only 774 people died of SARS worldwide. So far, COVID has killed at least 10,000 times as many people. In all of the United States, despite lots of people traveling from China and elsewhere in 2003, only 8 people were ever found to have had traces of the original SARS virus. There were 0 deaths and 0 local transmissions. The 8 people who had it had all traveled overseas, yet they did not transmit it to anyone else. Now, imagine you're a local or state health official and you're told that this new virus is just a natural SARS virus. Which is exactly what Fauci was telling everyone at the time. What would you assume based on that alleged fact? You'd assume that just like SARS, this virus was deadly, with a fatality rate of around 10% overall and above 50% in elderly people. But you'd also assume that it was very unlikely to transmit. You would put your eggs in the mitigation basket. You would think that contact tracing and testing and those kinds of things would make a big difference. After all, the SARS experience was that the only people you might perhaps infect if you were yourself infected were very close contacts. And you'd be wrong about all those things. As Fauci knew at the time, that means in early February of 2020, the virus was perfected for human transmission and nothing at all like the original SARS virus. We have absolute proof of this. Not only all the circumstantial proof from Fauci's cover-up activities, but incontrovertible documentary proof in the form of an email that was recently unveiled by the House Oversight Committee. That email shows that on February 10, 2020, Fauci's group emailed each other with one stating that the virus seems to have been pre-adapted for human spread since the get-go, and that there might have been an inadvertent release following adaptation through selection in culture at the institute in Wuhan. Fauci's group knew, otherwise they wouldn't have been emailing about the virus being pre-adapted for human transmission. Someone else who knew was President Trump's COVID advisor Deborah Burks, who belatedly admitted in 2022 that the virus came out of the box ready to infect. Their observations were quickly and separately confirmed by an Australian group which found in May 2020 that COVID was completely optimized from day one without the need to evolve and attached itself better to human cells than any other animal, including bats. This was extremely unusual. Usually viruses take a period of time to learn how to infect humans and subsequently how to transmit from human to human. That COVID-19 could easily unlock human cells but had difficulty unlocking other cells, including bat cells, where they were supposed to have come from, was completely out of the ordinary. The result of Fauci's deception was that many health experts wrongly thought that this was a deadly virus which was very difficult to catch when in fact it was a largely non-deadly virus which was extremely easy to catch. In turn, this had a huge impact on the response. 
None of the usual public health practices and mitigation measures such as contact tracing, testing, hand hygiene, disinfection, masks, or physical distancing would be effective at quelling such an outbreak. There simply was no way of stopping a virus that had been designed to infect humans. Contact tracing, which Fauci pushed relentlessly and deceptively, was a particularly wasteful endeavor. It is completely useless for a respiratory disease that is spread by fast-transmitting, submicroscopic aerosolized particles which can linger for a long time. All of this is especially the case where the virus is pre-optimized for human infection. If Fauci had told Trump's COVID task force the truth in early February 2020 that the virus had been pre-adapted for human transmission, that it was therefore extremely virulent, and that it would unavoidably burn through populations, the COVID response would have likely looked very different to the useless and destructive lockdowns we ended up with. If the truth had prevailed, we would most likely have seen something very similar to the Great Barrington Declaration put into action. That declaration was put forward by Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, Dr. Martin Kaldorf, and Dr. Sunitra Gupta. Instead of lockdowns, it recommended focusing on protecting the vulnerable, in particular seniors. It also proposed that those not vulnerable should carry on with life as normal, including going to work, playing sports, going to restaurants and shops, as well as all the other activities which lockdowns curtailed. Once the population had built up natural immunity through infection, all of society would enjoy protection via herd immunity. For their efforts in formulating a plan that fit the facts, the facts being that the virus was pre-adapted for human transmission, Bhattacharya, Kaldorf, and Gupta were ostracized, censored, shunned, and banned. And again, Fauci was at the center of those efforts. There are, of course, other issues connected to the cover-up. For instance, there is the issue of holding China financially and otherwise accountable. There's also the issue of Fauci's despicable cabal of collaborators. But leaving those aside for the moment, the big takeaway is that but for Fauci's lies, we could have come through this pandemic without all the collateral damage caused by a myriad of destructive and totally futile containment measures. Thanks for joining us in today's episode of Truth Over News.